it's revival time with Apostle Dr. S.S. Ndobe. Here is the Apostle. Chapter 3. Let's look at 2 Kings chapter 3. And uh, we are going to read verse, uh, verse, three, uh, verse 16. And they will go on up to 17 and 18. And then we go down to uh, verse number 20 because of the purpose of this message. I want uh, to share about the flow of water under the theme, make this valley full of ditches. Not some ditches, but full of ditches or trenches. That's what I want us to share, to look into that one. Let's look at it. Second Kings chapter 3, and uh, they have already put it on the screen. Will you just look at, uh, uh, at uh, the screen there, and we read together. All right? One, two, three. And, and he, he said, Thus says the Lord, make this valley full of ditches. Now, come on, look at me, everyone. <clears throat> the whole story, the beginning of everything. There are kings looking for a man of God. And that the man of God must tell them what to do. They were dying. You have to listen. Because they had no water. And the soldiers had no strength. They couldn't fight. Because there was no water. And so as a result of that, seeing that the people were being exhausted. And people were dying. Then the king of Israel said can we find out if there is a man of god who can help us now come on look at here they reach a point of only death is imminent but they're saying come on that's jehoshaphat because jehoshaphat was with the kings and jehoshaphat said even though we seem to be to like as if we have come to the end of everything is there no man of God? You can read that on your own. Is there no man of God? Then they said, Ah, there is a man of God. This man poured water on the hands of Elijah. That's what I was talking to, uh, uh, to, the, uh, to the people yesterday when I was talking uh, to the protocol. Many people have not understood or deeply understood the, the secret of saving the man of God. How you should pour water on his hand. Now, Elijah, Elisha was not even regarded as a deputy that is going to take over from him. No. And you know the whole story that he was rejected by Elijah. Everywhere he went, Elijah wanted to leave him. But Elisha kept on persisting, kept on following, even though rejected, but kept on following. And he said, wherever you go, I will go. And he did that, following throughout. So in other words, what I'm saying to you is that the background of Elisha was not that he was appointed to be his deputy. No. He was a servant. And a servant was the one who poured water on the hands of the boss. And the boss was Elijah. 
And Elijah was a very difficult boss to serve. Nobody, even the, the younger prophets, did not want to serve Elijah because Elijah had principles that you couldn't understand. He was too fast. He would sometimes just say, I want to go away. He would change his mind at any time. And you couldn't even play games with him because then you would die. And so all the prophets were also afraid of him. That is why maybe for your information that you understand why all the 50 prophets, wherever he went, they stood a distance. They were afraid of Elijah. But Elisha kept on persisting and kept on persisting until the time that Elijah went to heaven. And he's the only man in the time until today who has gone to heaven alive without even dying. No. But Jesus, any, any, some of us who say, what about our Lord Jesus? Our Lord Jesus Christ did not go to heaven. Just like Elijah, no. Our Lord had to die like us, to taste death like us, so that he could save us from death. That's why Jesus didn't go to heaven like Elijah. If he wanted, Jesus would have gone to heaven like that. But he didn't go. All I'm saying to every one of you, you need to understand that eventually, you know, the younger prophets, they used to compete with Elisha all the time, always competing with him. Who is going to take over from Elijah? Who is going to take his ministry? And all that. Until the last minute, it is only the Lord had to, had to prove that. And the proof of Elisha, I'm giving a, a background of Elisha, is, is, is not because Elijah stood up and said, this is the man I choose. No. It is simply because Elisha kept on following, even though rejected, even though refused, even though told to remain. He didn't. He kept on, kept on. He was a man that was persistent. And, uh, and some of you, maybe you don't know, Elijah was a man with, he was a bald-headed man. He had no hair on his head. And, and so if he was a bored, a hell man, it meant that he was not a young person. He was an elderly man. What makes people to respect Elisha so much is that in the end, the anointing came to him, not the younger people. The younger people, they couldn't cross the Jordan. They, they, what these young people... What happened to them is that they did not realize that the mantle will not fall on this side, but it will fall on the other side. That's why the mantle also come. And they had to cross in order to get the anointing. And when the anointing came, anointing came upon Elisha, Elisha took that anointing. And then all these young people, they saw him perform the miracle of dividing the water, Jordan. Only uh, a few people we know who have divided water. Elijah was the one who divided the water. Joshua did the same. Elijah did the same. But we also see that Elisha also did it. He opened the water, made whether it's a sea or, or lake or even river. Jordan several times opened like that. Come on, look at me. That's why they said, when they said, is there a man of God? that we can hear from him. Then the people said to, to the kings, 
and said, ah, there is a man. This man. No, you see the kings, they know there are many men servants of God. But the servants of God, the, the kings, they were looking for a genuine man of God. And they say, what is the proof that this man is really a man of God? This man used to pour water. Mauna, qualification, yake. <laughs> he used to pour water on the hands of Elijah. Kungo, the hands of Elijah. Everybody said, wow. All the kings said, wow. Such a person to be privileged even to take water and pour upon the hands of Elijah. That's the man. This is the man. He's a man of God. You know why? It is because you cannot be close to a man of God without taking the anointing which is on him. Because the man of God has got an anointing. The more you follow him, the more you are, uh, you are close to him, the more you take what is on him. And sometimes you may not see it, but that time comes that you begin to realize, you know, ah, ah, because of this. And moreover, when a man of God is a respectable person, a man whom you cannot point a finger, a man whom you cannot judge, that's the man you need to identify yourself with. And then they said, you see, this is why this man is important. It is because he served. He served Elisha, and not only that, he poured water on his hand. He waited on him. And as they said, let's go and, and see, see what you tell us. What is the word from the Lord? And when they came to Elisha, Elisha was unwilling to give them the word. Because they were evil people. The kings, they were about four of them. They were bad. Except for one king who was good. And that king who was good was Jehoshaphat. And so, Elisha said to the king of Israel, and he said, had it not been that you had, if you had not Jehoshaphat, if Jehoshaphat was not in your midst, I was not going to waste my prophecy to you and give you the word from the Lord. But because you have Jehoshaphat, and he's recognized, even from heaven, recognized. Jehoshaphat is recognized and respected. And because of him, I'll give you a word. Otherwise, I was not going to give you any word. And the king said, okay, sir, please give us the word from the Lord. And the Lord said, okay, bring me a musician. Before I start prophecy, give me a musician. It is because, you know, when there are evil people, and the, the evil people, people who don't, we, who don't believe in God, who don't trust in God, they, were not, they are not men of God, and all that, so difficult to prophesy over such people. And Elisha was finding it hard to give, them, to give them a word, because there was an evil demon that was working with the king of Israel and all the other kings that were with them. And then Elisha said, the only way that I can give you a prophecy, because you are so much negative, all of you, bad, bad, bad. The only person that is good is a Jehoshaphat. 
and since bad is, is bigger than the, the righteous, then Elisha said, bring me a musician, a musician, because a musician is going to help to soften the spiritual realm. And then they brought a musician. Musician ucha akamba kuimba nyimbo sabu ino umaukali zo kuya kuya zima amba kuchoka. Eh? Zo kumudwa kumudwa zima amba kuchoka. When, when a musician, when you begin to worship God, when you begin to, to sing to the Lord God Almighty, even if you had a hard heart in you, you begin to become softened. Many times if you want a word from the Lord, the best for you, begin to worship God. And when you begin to worship God, then the, it will soften the spiritual realm. And then you'll be able to hear from the Lord to say, this is what God is saying to me. Now I know that this year is the year of the heavenly vision. If you want to see visions, then you need, definitely need to create an environment or a, a situation whereby you can see visions. Because otherwise, even the visions of God, they don't just come like that. They come when you begin to humble yourself. They come when you begin to, hum, to pray. And when they come when you begin to, uh, uh, to repent, ask the Lord for forgiveness. And, and you begin to worship God. And you begin to glorify God. Then God is going to speak to you. When you begin to take away all the religiosity things, religious things in your life, you have to remove them. All the tradition, you take them away. And all the uh, Christian politics, take them away. Once you do that, you will allow the Lord to work. Then you not hear from God if you begin to put all these arguments which we argue many times in the church. Where we think, no, this is what, or it should have been like this. Or even, Kuma, you haven't even asked the Lord, you are just deciding yourself to say, Not God. No. So when you begin to humble yourself and you stop all these things, and you begin to, to worship God and to praise God and put your mind on Jesus, then you see the Lord coming in and to speak to you. And when he speaks to you, he shows you how it's going to be in a very strange way. It, what God will do to you, he will do it not in the way that you, you always like it to be done. He comes and does it in a very new way. And in verse number 17, put number, verse number 17 right there quickly, sir. Okay. One, two, three, let's read together. For thus says the Lord, you shall not see wind. Come on. So it's not going to happen in the way you are used to. Because if you want water, if you want rain to come, then the has. They have to be wind and all that. He says, no, 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 no. This miracle now, since you have humbled yourself, you are now able to listen. I, the Lord says, I want to do it for you. Number one, he says, you shall not see the wind, nor shall you see rain. So we know that water to come, there has to be rain. He says, no, that's not the way it's going to be. There will be no rain. And he said, 
yet, come on, he says, yet that valley shall be filled with, with water so that your cattle and your animals may drink. Come on. There will be no rain. The Lord is saying it will not, even when you look up the sky, it is just as clear as ever. There will be no sign of any rain. He says, the Lord God Almighty says, I'm going to do a miracle in you. And it will not take the, the usual things that you are used to do. It will come in a different way. If you only depend on God, then God is going to bring people you never even expected. That's what the Lord is going to do for you. And the Lord is going to open doors for you that you never even thought. And even the people that will bring, that will open the door for you or help you to have your doors open are people you never even thought, you never expected. And look at verse number 18. Look at number verse 18. One, two, three. And this is a simple matter in the sight of the Lord. He will also deliver the Moabites into your hand. Now, come on here. They're fighting against the Moabites. And the Moabites have an advantage over the children of Israel. The advantage which they had, the Moabites, is that they had no problem about having no water. They had mountains, they had everything, and so they had everything. And they were strong and ready, even though they were smaller, but they were stronger than all of these people. Now, come on, look at me, everyone. Your enemies may look bigger, stronger than you, but when the Lord God Almighty wants to do a miracle, he will do it. And the whole thing that I am talking about here is the flowing of water. When the water is flowing, when the water is coming to you, then you find that there are four ways on how the water is always flowing. And I'm going to show you. But look at this. He says, and this is a simple matter in the sight of the Lord. Now, the Lord speaks as if it's nothing. Eh? And he says, this is nothing. In other words, I'm saying, some of you are facing such a situation. You are thinking, it's so hard. For people to pray for you. But the Lord comes to you and says, come on. It is nothing. Before God, it's simple. So simple. Even though you are passing through difficulties, it is simple. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, it's so simple. Come on, look at them. The Lord is with you. And he's performing a miracle for you. In Jesus' name. Do you know how the miracle happened for them? How did the water which the children of Israel and all their teams wanted, even Jehoshaphat and all the others, how did the, this miracle happen? Look at verse number 20. The same chapter 3, but let's look at verse number 20. One, two, three, let's read together. Now, it happened in the morning when the grain offering was offered that suddenly water came by the way of Edom and the land was filled with water. But if I show you, take you back, can you go back and just look at verse number 16? It will give you the key to everything. He said what? 
Verse number 16. He says what? One, two, three. And he said, Thus says the Lord, Make this valley full of dishes. Come on, ten The Lord says, Come on, dig. Make ditches. Make trenches. The water you are looking for is coming but the way that water is coming is not coming by rain. It's not coming by, by wind. It's not coming by the way water usually comes in. When we say we have water, we say water has come from heaven and all that. But then, then the Lord says, no, it will not come in that way. And then in verse number 16, he says, but I want you to do something. Dig dishes. Prepare trenches. You know, I'm saying the month of February is a month where you dig ditches for the year 2024. I am saying now, as I'm talking now, is that since it's the year of heavenly vision, you already have the vision. You already have heard from the man of God. You have heard from Elisha saying, Prepare yourself. Dig ditches. In other words, do something again. You yourself. It doesn't say dig some, some trenches, but make this place full, full of ditches. In other words, dig as many as you can. Act on faith. Because in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, Verse number seven. Would you just put that second uh, Corinthians chapter five, chapter five, verse number seven? Let's read that one. One, two, three. For we walk by faith, not by sight. When the Lord is saying to do, do something, sometimes it looks simple, sometimes it looks foolish to do it. Actually, even Apostle Paul is saying it is the preaching of the gospel is like foolishness to the people. In other words, when the Lord is speaking to you, it doesn't make sense to your natural way. When the Lord was answering them, he said, look here, it will not happen in the way that you want. And by the way, this water, when the water is coming, it will come from unusual resources, from a place where you never even thought about. Edom, for that matter. Edom. Not Jerusalem. Not Bethlehem. No. You see, the choosing of God is not your choosing. When the Lord says, this is the way I want to perform a miracle for you, the Lord God Almighty will perform a miracle for you. All I am saying is, be alert. Wait. In this year, this year is 20, what? 2024. And we are in the month of what? February. And we are about to end this month. You better listen. Your miracle is coming to you. And some of you, your miracle has already happened. Even in, in, in Lilongo, even here, people even getting jobs beyond what they would even have thought about. 
And people come and say, Apostle, the word you spoke to me has happened. You know, visuals sometimes, they, they take, sometimes it looks like they delay and, and they tarry. But then the Lord said, you must write down the vision. Even if it tarries, you must wait for it. What God has spoken to you, he will do it for you. When the Lord says, there is water coming, and the water will come, not in the way that you are thinking, water will come. When the Lord says, water is coming, and it means water is coming to you. In other words, you are getting your miracle. Now, the flowing of water, because water is a symbol of the blessings of God. Do you know that Elijah, when Elijah performed the miracle of water, water didn't come by the way of Edom. No. Water came from the usual way, but came at a time when there was no rain at all. You know yourself the story of Elijah in 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 44. Uh, 43 to 45. Would you just put that? Let's see how the water came during the time of Elijah. Now, Elijah is the boss of Elisha. So, first of all, Elijah performed the same miracle, but in a different way. Because when God wants to do a miracle for you, it will not be like the way that one is, did the miracle. No, it will be yours. It will be unique. It is for you. He says, 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 43. Let's see how water came, how water was flowing during the time of Elijah, the boss of Elisha. He says, one, two, three, and he said to his servant, go up now, look towards the sea. So he went up and looked and said, there's nothing. And seven times he said, go again. In, in other words, Chiri Chong said, whatever you believe, you are believing God for, something that is bigger, something that is amazing, something that you want the Lord to perform for you. I am saying it always starts from nothing. That's the whole secret of everything. It looks as if it's nothing. It looks as if it is not going to happen. But that's how God performs it. So that the glory, you don't take any glory to yourself, but you take, you give back the glory to the Lord God Almighty. Seven times, water was not there. The rain was not there. Go to verse 44 quickly. And verse number 44, let's read it together. One, two, three. Then it came to pass the seventh time that he said, there's a cloud as small as a man's hand, rising out of the sea. So he said, go up and said to Ahab, prepare your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. Elijah was a man of faith. So whatever he was speaking, even though there's no sign, Elijah saw already in the spirit, rain is coming. In Endugutingakale, there's nothing. It is for you. Come on, open your eyes. That's why he says, dig to help the soldiers. He said, in order for you to know that the rain is coming, dig ditches. Digging of ditches was only to help the soldiers who did not believe like them. So that as they are digging, I'm sure they were saying, why are we digging when there's no sign at all? And they would say, the man of God is crazy. Something is wrong with him. And he doesn't understand. Why are we doing this? This foolishness. But you know what? What the Lord says is, is what comes to pass. 
And when he says dig ditches, it means there is a purpose for the ditches. So anything, there's nothing that God commands you to do without a purpose. There is always a purpose for it. Now, Elijah was sending his servant seven times, go, go, go. And each time he came back, he was always reporting negative. It was always re, uh, negative in every way. Maybe you are praying, you've been praying all the time, and it, it looks like God doesn't answer you, and the answer is always negative, negative, negative. But Elijah, come on, say, Elijah. Elijah. He was a man who couldn't say a no for an answer. He said, no. Keep on going. Keep on going. That's why, you know, the servant was so tired. Elijah was so tough. And you know that the servant, uh, when the rains came, uh, uh, Elijah told Ahab, go, get into your chariots and go. And I'm sure that servant, nothing, nothing, and he was actually this guy is tough and he left he jumped into the chariots of Ahab and left with them oh that's why from that time Elijah had no servant and having no servant at all here to look for a servant. And the servant, he found Elisha. And that's where Elisha came in. It is because the young man couldn't handle the situation. Seven times reporting and saying, no, 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 no. As if nothing is going to happen. And until the last, the seventh day, uh, time, then the young man said, <sighs> I saw, I saw, it's so tired. He says, I see, I saw something like a cloud. Uh, it's nothing, boss, nothing, boss. It's just a, a small, like a cloud. Then Elijah said, hey, that's what I wanted. I am not looking for a big cloud. I want to, I'm looking for even a small one. That is a sign to me. And the water is flowing towards you. Amen. And let's look at verse 45. Then we go to the second one quickly. He says, one, two, three. Now it happened in the meantime that the sky became black with clouds and wind. And there was a heavy rain. So Ahab rode away and went to Jezreel. Come on, look at me, everyone. It will start small and it will become Big. Amen. I see the water is coming through Edom. It is coming from unusual resources. Edom And yet, from the Edomites, water came out of the Edom. And that's the, the water that filled the trenches, that filled all those ditches there. They were filled with that water that came from there. I'm saying that some of you, you are too judgmental because water is not coming like the way it came for Elijah. Because all what he wanted is the way the water of Elijah. 
because the water of Elijah came from heaven. But here, he, during the time of Elijah, the water did not come from heaven. The water came from Edom. When God wants to bless you, when God wants to send something, he will give you not only from one source, no. And he's coming to you. Now, look at this one. Ezekiel chapter 47, verse 1. Put down Ezekiel chapter 47, verse 1. Put it there. Ezekiel chapter 47, verse 1. Let's look at another way the water comes to you. All you need to do is digging trenches. Dig as many as you can. Be preparing yourself because even though you cannot see a sign of any, but water is coming. Blessings are upon you. The God who has given you the, uh, the heavenly vision is the Lord God Almighty who will fulfill every word you are thinking about. You even imagine. Now the same water which came from heaven like Elijah, the same water which came through Edom, like Elisha. Let's look at Ezekiel. How did the water come? One, two, three. Let's read together. Then he brought me back to the door of the temple. And there was water. Whether you like it or not, water will always be there for you. But the source of the water, you must understand, the source is not the same. And it's not the same people. Last year, you think they will do that the same. No, God knows how to bless you financially. Even the flow of water of money is coming to you. The water of prosperity is coming to you. But it's not coming to you in the very same way. No. He says, one, two, three, let's read from the beginning. Then he brought me back to the door of the temple. And there was water flowing from the under the threshold of the temple towards the east. For the front temple, first east, the water was flowing from under the right side of the temple, south of the altar. You need something to happen. Then you must create an altar. Mwamba, create an altar where water can come from, from, the, from that. You know, from the water. Because water comes from under the water, under the altar. In other words, water comes where men and women of God, you are always crying, praying. And committing yourself to the Lord. See, man in us, no, 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 no. Because the more you build the altar, the more water will come from under the altar to where you want to go. I am declaring to every one of you, you have to have a flow of water. Always, it's a flow, it's a flow, it's a flow of water. 
It can get your ankle. It can get your knee. It can get your, your waist. It can go. But it has to be a flowing, a flowing, a flowing. No, it will not stop. You never be put to shame. In you, it will still continue in the name of Jesus. Let me give you the last way the water flows. As long as you obey the Lord who says, dig the ditches. If you can only dig the ditches, if you can only prepare yourself, then water is coming. That water which you want is coming to you. And that is John chapter 7, verse 39 up to verse 39, uh, 37 to 39. John chapter 7, verse 37 to, uh, um, up to 39. Let's read together, verse 37, 1, 2, 3. On the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone says, let him come to me and drink. I can see the soldiers under Elisha. They're so thirsty. They're dying. Is there anyone that is thirsty? And I can see the Lord speaking to living waters today. And he's speaking to everyone who's watching us now, wherever you are. Maybe you are watching us through internet and all that. And it means that you are watching us. But I'm saying, don't miss what God is doing. I know you. You are thirsty. I know you. You want something to happen to you. I know you. You are crying. You are praying. You have built an altar. And the water is flowing from the, under the water. But there's another way the water comes to you. And I'm going to show you something. Verse number 38. Look at verse 38. Let's read it together. One, two, three. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. It will, it will flow out of what? Out of your heart. So I'm saying that the fourth way water is flowing is out of you. And I tell you, yet you have rivers inside of you. business. When I know you have the rivers inside of you of so many things, even the farming, and you are out of their out of their heart, they shall flow rivers of living waters. When I know you have got rivers inside of they they want to flow out. You hear the preaching here so many times. The time has come for you to allow this, what you are hearing all the time, to let it flow and help other people. Miracles, signs, and wonders. In other words, your water, your answer to your prayer is we sometimes God will make it from a somebody to be the answer to you totally. Oh yeah. If you can come and allow this water flowing out of you. Let's look at verse number 39 to climax up everything. One, two, three. But this he spoke concerning the spirit whom 
those believing in him would receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. And I want to, to tell you, every one of you, that Jesus is already glorified. And because he's glorified, he already sent the Holy Spirit. And from the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came. And 120 people were baptized with the Holy Spirit. And on that day, a man called Peter stood up and he began to allow the rivers to flow out of him, water to come out of him. Come on, let say, water is flowing from me. I am able to do anything. And I am ready to do anything. I have the rivers of water. I have water coming from heaven. And I receive my water. And it's flowing out of me. I am not intimidated. I am not afraid. I do it. I trust God. And I will never doubt. The Lord is with me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, let's stand up and give Jesus a good cup offering. Come on, demonstrate as if you are holding a hole or a peak or whatever. I'm digging my trenches. This year, water is flowing. I am ready. If water comes from heaven, I am ready. If water comes through Edom, I am ready. If water comes from the underneath the altar, under the altar, I am ready. If the water is coming from my heart, from my body, I am ready. I am digging. I am digging. I am not stopping anywhere. In the name of Jesus. That was Apostle Dr. S.S. Ndovib. I hope you have been enlightened and duly equipped. Remain blessed.